0: and then feed my feet. And after this, he said to him, follow me. Good, to see you. Good morning, community church. I'm the Reverend Ms. from your sister church, St. Stephen's in the south of Boston. I'm grateful to be with you here he in person for the first time since April 2018. A ago, be connected with those who are watching for As you tell me, know, among the ministries that we run out of two seasons are the big stage of the DGGREP Summer and school programs for people be. partners in this world for two-plus decades. So you the young people. And for the adventures like the activities right out there on the portico or kids can cards, and arranging, and the making. I think you sparks sparked joy. You also helped us assemble bags of groceries for families to travel to see the adventure. Please to participate in today's adventures. If you you to and part of your and the service. Great, Thank you very much. have staff, and teams, counselors of training, and more volunteers from 40 Episcopal churches during a third of our diocese. We've fun times, smiles for miles, I like to call it important memories to young for 23 years. The summer BCA will welcome 210 elementary and middle schools to four locations around Boston. It will employ 122 and 75 young Together, young people will have the opportunity to try to clean space, to tap into reading and math books, and to so we can talk to each other and get our approach and local support staff over the past two years of the pandemic. We all need them, as a teacher. And I'll get to connect kids that are over meal, and we can talk to Teenagers are going to have those peaceful jobs as much more to keep out of their Supporting them as they learn and re-learn life skills, like how to share what their stress, or what the behavior of the is like when so they get to hear freedom. They will have their own experiences too, building professional skills as youth workers, imagining their post-hockey future that might be between college and careers. They get to learn about civics and neighborhood issues. And the parents and participants come together like and perform 10,000 similar classes. Many of them will have paid jobs at the center for the first time as cooks for lunches and community organizers for neighborhoods looking at and public education. Those care here will offer mutual aid to other families through several sets of support, with grocery bags, and food. This is what we do. This is what we take We feed people's bodies with healthy food. We feed people's spirits with healthy relationships. And we build up communities with healthy connections. This is what we're doing right now, and no, that's So I'm so excited to bring this good news to and community together. We're going and still so are partners in this year, of, mix of increasing love, practicing grace, and boosting hope. this morning, focused so on in you that? Probably right In so. that soul, talking to this cycle, the writer who he did brief threats to murder, the great the right? And so God spoke song, not long before, and wouldn't necessarily foster God to the cycle in the process of we a whole back-and-forth conversation for a minute when we agreed to do what lies happening. We Comes to Saul and speaks, <laughs> to him. And then make hands on Saul and feel them of what assisted Strive Ed's line is. But what I said to Strive is his only way of knowing thinking. and feeling. Amen. A long-term, a time of unknowing, so did not or drink. After Saul, he was called with you. The first thing he did was to get baptized. The second thing he did was to regain his strength. You know that? And then Saul goes out, talking to people who Talking helps us to know. up the Gospel the disciples speak to each other about their They but they nothing. And then a man that the not permitted to recognize that Jesus talks to them. He go Because they'll put again on the right side of the boat. They might have been have been. have been have been. have been. Dieting. And it so many things that you barely called a lot to vote the school. Talking to the three-three fun. So, the East, of course, the way the writer of tells story is so specific. 153 large shifts. Not a lot. Specific number. There's a charcoal fire on the beach. There's the untorn nest. Can you sort of picture yourself in the scene? Can you sort of imagine yourself there? You can totally picture things in the and right with Jesus. So pretty good, right? And after they eat, they talk. You talks to Simon Peter. Do you love me? Jesus said. Feed my land. Tend my sheep. Feed my feet. Three times back and forth, Jesus and Simon Peter, until finally Simon Peter is exasperated, even hurt. Jesus is making a point with his talking. And in case we miss this point, bit later on, our youth choir is going to sing these same words. They're going to talk at us in song to make sure that we hear these words too. See my seed. And then the most important words of all. The most important topic of all, Jesus says, follow me. Eating and talking connect us. Eating and talking help us move from old, incomplete, long ways of knowing to new, abundant ways of seeing and being in the world. Eating and talking, with us it turns and easy to go forth from actual duty to follow Jesus. You know this is what happened to the disciples 2,000 years ago in the Holy Ring when they encountered the risen Christ. And this is what had happen for us in Boston and Compton in 2022 if we teach and talk and listen we connect together too. So this morning, let ask, what words are speeding up? What new ideas are you hearing? What does this mean for so what we should do right now, right here, to follow Jesus? Well, I know that here at Trinity Parker, like many parishes, you're facing and wrestling with these same questions, right? What do we do now? We're moving out of this pandemic and into a new season of worship and doing community, You know, We're restarting ministries so that maybe were dormant for a couple of years, or changed. And so the question is, what does it mean to be church in this next chapter of knowing and freedom? Especially as I believe that our duty, our call remains unchanged. And the same sound basic, but I believe that our call is still to bring more love and grace and hope into the world. One more time, amen? Law, grace, and hope. Eastern is what it means to follow Jesus for me, maybe for you. And I think that this Eastern time is a perfect season to get back to the Christian faith. So how do we actually bring more love and grace and hope into the world? And we have a really useful tool. We first reviewed it at Eastern time, our baptismal covenant. We all have memorized that. we so read pretty much. Remember what we say, baptismal covenant that we are going to love ourselves, to love our neighbors, love ourselves, so we are love and we love out into the world. We make a promise to resist evil and repent when we fall short. That's the right grace, right? Which can the kids to decide a second party if we make a mistake. That we pledge to have more to make efforts to create more justice and more peace and more dignity for all people. We say that we're going to bring hope into the world. These are the basics of our faith, right? So This should be easy. Amen. Is it easy? So for anyone who's ever tried to help a young person complete a math problem. Or anyone who's ever tried to help a young person complete really the math problem? Anyone who's ever tried to make perfectly sloppy strangled ends Anyone who's ever try that one? Anyone who's ever tried to plant a seed and grow a plant in a garden, you know that just because something is basic, it doesn't mean that it's easy. But we also know what it takes to make something basic to easier. And that is practice. We do not work seeds. We make more meals and try to live. We water the seeds. We come to worship services every week or once a month. We have Easter season that comes around every year. We practice our faith. Because we have to practice if we're really going to be about bringing more good to the world. If we really are going to manifest that love, grace, and hope. If we're going to do that, we need to keep talking. We need to keep eating. We need to keep trying every day, reusing our relationships, building community, bringing our communities together between Trinity and St. Stephen's and Jesus like we do with all other national things. Because eating and talking is how we follow and how we practice in faith. We break bread together. Amen? And together with all our projects, if and going far beyond our summer beach safe program, we are practicing our faith, and we're bringing more leaders to work. Now, are going to bring you three little insights about how we're doing. First, together, already, we are in continuing life. At since even these programs, these practice, what I like to call, a radical or we consider everyone in the 10-block radius of our buildings part of our community. Loving the young people in our after-school programs has led us to a bigger, more expansive room, more neighbors. You see our church as a neighbor with our public schools, and actually in the south end here, directly across the street in the elementary of school. We now invest more than $100,000 a year in partnerships with not just that school, but three dollars a year. We've created year-round jobs for parents as classroom mentors, which increases parents' engagement across the entire school community. We run a school library at the Blackstone of We consistently advocate for educational equity, including improved facilities, including but not limited to that important thing of ventilation. It's been so obvious these past the years. We talk about high quality and language interpretation so that all families and all parents can participate in their children's schools. And so it shows that parent engagement is directly related to student success. And parents can't do that if they don't feel welcome and be understood. Then we are pushing for effective compulsory services to all students, meaning all those things that will help students come back to school and succeed their academics and their spirit after these two years at an unusual school. In all these ways, we are increasing the love for our neighbors and in our neighborhoods with these state partnerships. Amen? We are also offering grace. If you know anything, if you've done any racial equity work and you've read any books or articles recently, you probably have heard that decades systemic racism has kept people of color out of certain neighborhoods and out of certain towns and have to certain types of housing. We've had redlining mm-hmm. in the business, and mortgage companies that only did rise to certain folks that certain types of stand say about this. We've had racial covenants that in my own hometown of Fort Washington, New York, where only certain people could buy into particular neighborhoods. In the South Bend, we've experienced remarkable attention over the last four years, so that the neighborhood has almost become a place where people don't live. It's you know, a place to put international and global neighborhood the What this means for people is that there are now 40,000 families who are waiting for the Boston Housing Authority, waiting for callers. That's 94,000 people. In the Boston Public Schools, there's 4,000 students who are considered homeless. And that doesn't even count to several thousand more who are doubled up with family members or living in situations of stress, worried about addiction. And what this means is that housing is a condition of learning, as we talk about it. You can't concentrate on your homework if you're stressed about your needs. You can't actually do your homework if you don't have a quiet, well-lit space to do your homework, amen? You imagine those circumstances. And so we as Christians, I think, have a moral obligation to confront these systems, to talk about how we got here, and to offer grace about how we get into the next step, amen? And lastly, I think that together, the communities and students and our programs are too hope. The teenagers who have those jobs are not only employed, they're thinking about their future. And we're helping them with mentoring and politics to think about their post-high school future in a way that makes them a students. Another thing we try to verbalize learning. We want young people to be able to be free to make choices that match their skills and their interests. We're helping our parents to become public leaders. Most of them moms who are speaking at public meetings for the first time and involved. And many of them are speaking in languages that have never been spoken before at public meetings. One of our parents recently gave testimonies in Arabic the they time something that we know of. We are increasing love. We're offering grace. We're boosting hope. This is what the church is doing right now. Amen. Nevertheless, the church is changing, right? Some say the church is starting. They say it's Bible. Very few of those young people, those those times that have described the folks who have schools that know us, come to church on Sunday and receive the news. Honestly, of even the word and same thing but a community, a program that strives for and often achieves love, grace, and hope. It's how we get what it takes to make. Right? So this is what happens when we eat together and talk together. And this is how we know Jesus in the breaking of the day. This is how we're partnering and practicing, practicing our faith to be saved. And this is how we're increasing that love, grace, and And this is why our purpose is so critical and great. And why I'm so grateful to be, so grateful to be. I'm so grateful to be teaching on the good news and following Jesus together and living into our baptismal call to make the world a better place.